right. And we're back to fumbling around. I am your host, Tom Steinman, aka Steiner. The Steiner. The Steiner. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. No, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking a lot of baseball, mostly. So if you're a big baseball fan, hopefully you're listening. Um, we brought Andrew back in, Andrew Alden, and then also Dylan uh, Anderson, who's also uh, editing or doing the audio tech stuff, uh, is joining us, big baseball fan. So, yo, 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 yo. You know, it is spring training. Yeah. Tigers baseball, we're not expected to be very good, but there's still quite a bit to talk about, right? Yeah. I got a suggestion. You know, there's a lot of rule changes, right? In baseball, or are they at least talking about hypothetical? Thank ones. God, right? Things. What's the biggest issue? What do you think with baseball, Dylan? Time. Time. It's, it's just time. I, I mean, and it's. I like watching sports, pretty much all sports, yeah. but it's it's not as bad during the regular season. But once you get into the playoffs, all, what will also help is mandatory two batters or three batters, three whatever batters. that is for yeah. for pitching. Because oh, I I I think you're so wrong. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna hate what I have to say then. I, I I think I think baseball baseball is all about is the anticipation anticipation of action. <laughs> it is, that's that's what baseball is because you know you 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 guy gets the ball back after a pitch and he's waiting and in your mind you're thinking okay there's a guy in second if he hits a single down the line in the left field does the left fielder have a good enough arm to throw him out first it's all about the mental game and then he hits a, a single to right field oh and then I didn't think about that what what's his arm he hits, does he hit the cutoff man does he score from second on a single like I I, I love how slow ba- baseball is and wh- the thing I love about how slow baseball is and this is my big point. That was just for me waxing poetic. <laughs> Here's my big point. I'm in the hot seat because you two over there, me over here, is that baseball, you can't be beat by the clock. Like in football, right, or in, in basketball, you can dribble around and run down the shot clock and take a shot, and you're up by 15 points. Baseball, if you're up by 15 runs, you still need to get 27 outs. Yeah. And it's, it gives them the chance. They can, go, they can hit forever, like that book, the Iowa Baseball Confession. They can go forever. So hypothetically. What if I say I agree with both of you? <laughs> then, you then you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I have a solution. I've been tweeting about this for probably about, you could, I have a tweet of sometime in like November last year and I've done it recently, but I agree with Dylan that baseball games are too long. They're three hours and 15, 20 minutes a game. And especially in today's day and age, like who stayed up past 10 like that on a school night or something like that? Like, or, you know, it's just too late. Mm-hmm. Why, are, why are games nine innings? Why are commercial breaks so long? <laughs> oh well, big money. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, well, big ad dollars. I mean, you. So, if let's say I've I've had this argument too. Like, what if they, what what if they made baseball games seven innings? Seven right? innings. That's yes. that's that's the like common thing. Like seven innings. Think of how that would change a baseball team. Do you go down to twenty man rosters if you have seven inning games? You certainly you could reduce the bullpen. You right, could. right. Do you do you say we don't need fourteen pitchers on our staff or? 13 pitchers on our staff anymore. And, I mean, of those 13, right, let's be real, there's three of those guys that will pitch maybe in a blowout and then go back to the AAA, and that's just how they go. They'll go back and forth, and yep. there'll be, like, probably five to seven guys that will just go back and forth for spot starts or, or long-inning relief. If they don't – if you cut to seven innings, you don't need those guys because you can send well, out, you know – the Tigers don't have anybody that, you know, is notable. <laughs> but you, I disagree. You, you can send out, uh, you know, Dellen Batances in the, the – Fourth inning, because you only have to go seven innings. So you, so okay. in your in your baseball, it's like what baseballs have now is everyone starters would would never it wouldn't be starters anymore. They'd be like openers, is what started happening last season, 
Like yeah. the Wade Miley game was super interesting that the Brewers had. Do you guys catch that? Where yeah. Wade Miley pitched to what one batter? Yeah. That's gonna that to mean open openers. to to start the game. He yeah. pitched to one batter. Is it what? Why? Because uh, analytics say that he's gonna <laughs> get that guy out. And that's you. You've kind of just hit on the crux of the with the pitch clock. Um, f- facing these batters, things like that, the pace pace of the game. Mm-hmm. Because there is all these analytics, you alluded to someone uh, hitting a single to right field or whatever. Nobody's trying to hit a single. No. Math tells you the quickest way to get a run, one pitch, one swing, you get a run. It's a home run. Right. Because of that and setting up, okay, I know this pitcher is going to do uh, one and two-thirds. This pitcher is going to do a full inning. This guy's going to go um, one se- one out, whatever. Right, this guy's going to face the lefty. In the you can pretty much end. build the entire baseball game like a Rude Goldberg machine. <laughs> and then, like, you start it, and it just is this behemoth, and it just unfolds this yeah. way because you've set all these things up. I think that takes away from the sport a little bit. Like it's a bunch of um, inexact reactions that are happening on this field, and then you you battle your way. If you, if you make it like a chess match, it's still it's still a sport. But now now the skill being displayed is less about the players and more about upper management. Right. It's like okay, how do I use my bishop against their bishops yes. or whatever? It's not like they can bring in all of a sudden the thing that always gets the bishop out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like yeah. But seven eight games. Uh, I, I it, so wha- so if you have seven inning games, here's the thing that you're gonna lose. You'll ne- no one will ever break the the twenty strikeouts in nine innings. You'll okay. all the, all the all the records. I don't think anybody is gonna break that anymore. Pitching pitching is changing in itself. Yep. You'll never have someone break four home runs in a game because the probability of getting four four five at bats in seven innings is so much lower, and than than anything else. I but mean, who cares? I mean, and then the, then you'll go season records. Season records will never fall. You'll never have someone be Ichiro's hit record, because they won't have. And I think, and, and and that's for me. I'd love to see like, oh, can this guy, can this poor kid in the Dominican someday come up and hit seventy-five home runs in a season? That would be interesting. And that's the thing about baseball is all there's. Many of the records of baseball are completely unplayable, are are un, are breakable. Oh, I forgot that baseball has such a squeaky clean yeah. example of its <laughs> season long records. Nothing is tainting baseball's records right now. I'm I, I you know what? De- you, okay, you can say the thing, same thing about the dead ball era. I think the steroid era is completely. I think Barry Bonds is one of the, one of the like the second greatest player of all time. He should be in the Hall of Fame. And Roger Clemens is the greatest pitcher of all time. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Randy Johnson killed a bird. Right, yeah, you killed. Yeah, I think that's probably the. AJ Burnett should be in the Hall of Fame. He <laughs> threw that ball through the back window of that pickup truck. Yes. <laughs> I, I, so I, I, I mean, I think like seven innings is an interesting idea, and uh, I mean, I would the game would change drastically. I mean, I think seven. I would go for seven innings in a game much quicker than I'd go for it in every second inning. Everyone gets a runner on second base. Have you heard about that one? No, I, I have. Yeah, you heard about that? Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the minor leagues, I think they tried it. They tried it like in and? some games, and it was over. Every you know, it's, it's like football starting with like the sudden death in, in the in the uh, extra time. Yep. Uh, and I just don't think you should have a run. I mean, that I'd rather have seven inning games than having a runner start on second base in every extra inning just given to them. I like that. Yeah, but so you're hard for seven innings. I think I think it's the answer. I think it's seriously the answer. So you brought up like rosters. I think rosters could stay the same. Um, you brought up 
because pitchers, I think there's an uh, there's an epidemic in like Tommy John surgeries and stuff like that. So we're not if we could take two innings off 162 games, what is that? 364 innings less of pitchers throwing their arms out and stuff like that. I think you'll see more complete games. So pitchers who are like Verlander, who are dominant, can pitch a complete game, and we don't get mm-hmm. to see that as much anymore. Um, so I think your top-end value pitchers are worth more in this type of setup. Um, but you could also go a bunch of relief pitchers and stuff like that. I, I, I like it. I think more teams would go go to that strategy. Is like, okay, all right, we got, we're going to get 10 pitchers that all have certain skills, okay? So we're going to get our starter. Our starter's a bum, but he, but we we know that he can get through the first time through the lineup. All he needs is a fastball and a changeup. Right. He's got a fastball or a fastball slider sure. or a fastball changeup. Yep. And so he gets through the first time, he gives up two runs. But, okay, now we're in the second inning. Okay, I'm going to use my five relievers now, and the game is over <laughs> after two innings. Is that is that interesting? Is that more interesting? It sounds like the other team needs to learn how to hit better. I mean, It I, is still a game. I mean... You were creating a world where the Rays win the World Series every year. <laughs> I think the Rays. I don't. I think the Rays have a really good team this year. I think. They I, are, I think so too. They're very underrated. Uh, they played really good baseball last year. They won ninety games. Yeah, in the really good second half, and I think they're. They have a. They have. A, I think like the number two farm system right well, they now. Always do. They're they're going to be. I, I really like. It's just unfortunate they're with the Yankees and the Red Sox. So that's just okay. All right, we got back off the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> they won the World Series, man. I, I'm not. I'm saying it sucks that they're in the division with them. That's going to be it's, like if they were in a different division, I would like them even more. But it's just hard to win. When it's it, like the Miami Dolphins playing in the same division as the New England Patriots. I, yeah. I mean, I think here's here's my thing, and no one sees them, which is a tragedy. No one sees the Rays plays. The Rays have put. Basically, competitive teams on from the onset. Yeah. Like, I mean, the the Devil Ray years were really bad, yeah. but since they've been the Rays, they've always fielded semi-competitive teams, yeah. if not fully blown competitive teams. Yeah. And still, no one goes to these games. Yeah, and this is my the, my thing. And I'm a big Montreal Expos person. Move them to Montreal because you know what? A lot of people can't afford to pay the New York prices or pay the Boston prices. And if they're in the same division as the Red Sox, that's an instant rivalry. And then they play the Blue Jays, and you have a yeah. Canadian rivalry. The ticket sales for Montreal will be ridiculous. One of the most challenging things about um, professional sports in Montreal and Quebec at large is it is the most taxed province in Canada. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I read this about um, the problem with the Canadians getting players to come to Montreal. I'm sure it, it, it applies to getting the baseball team, but the front office instead of the players. Uh, if you, if you go play in Montreal, you have to get set up this this sort of other money account where part of your money, half your check or whatever, goes into this, and it's untaxed for twenty years, twenty five years, so you can build up some sort of retirement. But in Montreal, you get taxed by the city, you get taxed by um, the province, Quebec, and you also get the Canadian tax. Yeah, I uh, I, I if we want to bridge our gap here, I heard that was the thing why Harper didn't want to go to a San Francisco, t- uh, a California team. Makes sense. Is that the taxes are so much higher in California yeah. on on income on like poor top, Bryce top bracket income. only pulling in two hundred and seventy five mil in Cal, right? Oh yeah, and so three hundred. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think of the idea of him? I guess the offer was from the Giants. I think was like four years at forty five million dollars a year. What do you guys think about that? So that makes Bryce it a- is streaky. I mean, he has one good year. I mean, he is a dollars. streaky player. Yeah. Well, he's had what? He's had the one season where he had like a 10 war, which was like the MVP year. Yeah. Right. Then he's got like two years where he was like probably around like a five war. And then two years where they, they were like 
like three, and then last year was like a one or something, one point eight, which or is something. not good. That's uh, if you only have one win above uh, some sort of generic replacement. I mean, yeah. you are not a superstar. Yeah. You are a, a a position player. He's got a high high on base percentage because he does have that fear thing that he can he can he can pimp a home run. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you groove him one, I mean. I remember a couple few years ago, he didn't run out of ground ball to, or pop up to shortstop that was like caught in the infield, and he didn't run out the ground ball. I'm just like, you know, I know he's going to be a free agent in a couple of years, and I thought at the time the Yankees were going to pay him a shit ton of money to play for them. I'm just like, I don't really want him. I don't want him on the Red Sox. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just... Attitude is infectious. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think Papelbon's an asshole, but I remember Papelbon getting his face about it, and I just like, you know what? I, I don't want Papelbon on my team. I don't want Harper on my team. I definitely didn't want Machado on my team. I mean, I think... Those Easy to say when you're two out of the last three World Series. Two, what? In Boston? Two of the last three? Isn't, didn't Red Sox have two of the last three? The Red Sox are the last... At 2018, 2013. Oh, okay. Two of the last five. That's still pretty good. Yeah. yeah four, four and 15 years. You brought up Papelbon. Not to brag. There was the one year uh, Papelbon and the Red Sox were in town for the Tigers game. And uh, Papelbon hadn't blown a save all year. So it was probably around like 2007. I want to say 2007. That was my guess. And uh, he was warming up, and w- we had tickets. My friend got tickets first row behind the visitors' bullpen. Nice. Oh yeah. And I was waving my hands, and I was cursing him, and I was jinxing him. <laughs> he blew a save versus uh, Polanco. Hit the like. Oh uh, yes, Placido Polanco. Yeah, yes. yeah. Hit the so. I would like to see if there's video of that. I wonder of that. Like I bet you could you. see That's, me laying, yeah, yeah, laying your juju on uh, yeah. uh, Jonathan Papelbon. He had to have heard me. Seriously, it was uh, it was a great moment for me. I yeah. I felt like I helped the Tigers. Nice, yeah. <laughs> but also one time when Jack Jones played for us, I'm not proud of this, but uh, I was probably like 21, so I was very immature, and maybe drinking Sh- some Jacques da- Jones. Yeah, you remember him? Oh yeah, yeah. We signed him. He he played with the Twins. He was like, had all his good years with the Twins. He signed with the Tigers. I think yeah. he was like serviceable. I think he wasn't terrible. I don't think so because I remember. So I had some. We'll call them diet cokes before we went, <laughs> and uh, yeah. we were out in the outfield by him, and I was heckling my old player. But he was bad, though. But I regret heckling my own player like that. Like, Man, I used to, my dad had, he shared t- season tickets. He, like, split a package with a couple of his buddies. A couple of his buddies. And we were right inside the right field foul pole. So oh. right next to the, uh, like, the the place where they drive the carts and do oh, that, yeah. the, all that other shit. When I was young, Bobby Higginson was <laughs> the right fielder for the Tigers. And, man, we used to give him the business. <laughs> But you guys don't feel like Bobby Higginson is one of those guys, though. He's like he was the the best player on some bad Tigers teams, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I, I always liked Bobby Higginson. I thought he played with like some... one time he tried to throw me a ball and it was like twenty five feet short, <laughs> straight into that crevice where the the trucks go, and oh, I held man. a grudge the ever Tiger since. Tiger Stadium? Yeah, no, Comerica Park. Was oh, that Comerica? Yep. Because he played at Tiger Stadium too, right? Yep. He played a lot of his years, his best years at Tiger Stadium. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. which is probably why I was heckling him at Comerica. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember going to Tiger Stadium, and uh, my parents tried to convince me, or did I want to do it? I can't remember. But I wanted to go on the dugout and do the tequila dance, like Pee Wee Herman yep. or whatever, when they played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you get down there? No, I got scared. I was, <laughs> I was probably like eight or something like that. I should have done it, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what do you guys think about, I mean, it, you're a Tigers fan, right? Right, Tom? Like, oh, yeah. Like, like True Blue? Yes. Like the same way I'm a Red Sox fan. And, and are you... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys think about, like, so obviously Verlander has gone on to like great success with the Astros, and he wasn't. A, I mean, 
I saw him pitch many, many times when he was on the Tigers, and and he's a great pitcher. I think he's he's gonna he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah. And um, what's your feeling on like they kind of hit the implode button pretty pretty quick uh, when they did hit it? Uh, I what do you guys how do you guys feel about the Tigers and going forward about the Tigers? Alex Avila was the problem with with those years, like f- following the success that Jim Leland had, and they kind of screwed the pooch because they would Al, Al Avila, the dad, the, the general manager, or the catcher, the general manager. Sure. But before Al Avila, though, was Dobrowski. Oh my God, I, Dob- I had actually removed that from my memory. <laughs> Dobrowski, what he did, he came in and he overpaid players. That's how they they kicked the can down the road. Well, they overpaid players, and then he like basically traded everybody yep. out of the farm system to go get Miguel Cabrera. I mean, we had one of the top farm system. They went got. I mean, you can't blame him getting Miguel Cabrera no, or anything no. like that. But Triple Crown, one of the hardest things in sports. And, and Andrew Miller, Andrew Miller was part of that trade. Oh, Annabelle yeah. Sanchez, which he came back ultimately and, and had Brian his Holiday or something. We gave Bri- him. It was like Brian Holiday. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think you guys got the better of them. You got Dontrell Willis. Oh yeah, too, no, but, no, that uh, was, but he just he started making move. I mean, yeah, he got some really good deals actually. Like he wasn't bad or anything, but he just depleted our farm system yep. and then yep. paid guys and we gave him extensions to like Cabrera and Verlander. And then next Martinez. thing you know, you lose a hundred games. Yeah, and, and and Victor Martinez, I think Victor Martinez yeah. had a great year and and he obviously loved playing in Detroit. But after that year, that he was like. Runner up or top five MVP. I'm just like let him go. Let yeah, him they go. overpaid yep. him. Yep. They went and overpaid Jordan Zimmerman, who's yep. uh, number two right now, like in yep. payroll. I mean, we pay Miguel Cabrera, which is why I don't feel any any. Verlander needed to move on. I mean, it, it was yeah. not he mm-hmm. he played great here, but he, we need to get rid of the contract. Yep. It's too much money for us. Yep. We're not going to win. Yep, and we were able to actually. That was actually a really good move because he did not get traded before the deadline. No, it was it was during the waiver period. Yep. And because Al Avila wanted to wait to get what he wanted, we actually got a decent package for that deal. So we got a lot of money off the books, and we were, I believe it was like Kaz, uh, was it, uh, Daz Cameron, who is the son of Cameron, the professional baseball player. He's like a high... Mike Cameron, right? Yeah, Mike son of Mike Cameron, uh, who's uh, an outfielder with uh, pop and speed. And if he puts it together, could be a really good player. Yep. And then also we got uh, one of the pitchers. Uh, I want to say it was Franklin Perez, mm-hmm. who... Is like the number seventy eighth prospect out of t- out of the whole major leagues right now. So yeah. it was a good package. Where Condelario we got for that he came over in the Alex Avila trade. Alex, right? yeah, when yeah. Alex Avila traded his own son, Alex Avila, <laughs> and Alex Wilson, cold blooded. It yeah, it was the pitcher. The pitcher yeah. was the centerpiece of that trade. Was it yeah. Alex Wilson or was it? Yeah, it was Alex Wilson. I, I believe think. it was Alex Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So. I think J. Mark Candelario is an exciting player. Yeah. I, 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 I like watching him play. I think he plays like well. He plays a good third base. I mean, that first year that he came up for the Tigers, he was great in like limited time. He hit like two eighty or something, and like yeah. seemed to have like pop and yeah. and played a decent third base. Last year, he kind of fell off. Um, I think he'll figure it out. I, I like. I mean, I like all these young guys on the yeah. Tigers. I think I, I really like Candelario. As I said, I like Jacoby Jones. I don't think love Jacoby. I don't think he's going to be the outfielder of the future. I don't think he's no. going to figure it out. Um, I like Nico Goodrum. I think Nico Goodrum is, is an interesting player. I think he's – they have a lot of, like, spare parts. Oh, uh, we just got that guy from Pittsburgh. His name uh, escapes me Josh now. Josh Harrison. Josh and Harrison. Jordy Mercer, too, yes. from Pittsburgh. So yep. we got some professional players, at least, now. Yeah. Or um, I'm hoping that a, uh, a lot of these contracts, they also signed as pitchers Matt Moore and Tyson Ross to one-year deals, mm-hmm. um, that these guys – Increased their value, and again, we're able to trade them at the deadline. Yep, for more prospects. So this is—they're not going to. 
I'd be very surprised. As much as Miguel Cabrera's talking like they're going to win the division, <laughs> I'd be very surprised. I'm hoping he's going to win a division without a team he knows nobody's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My right. goal for the Tigers is we have a number ten uh, farm system about like right now, top hand, uh, top heavy for pitching. We have a lot of good starters. Casey Mize. Casey Mize, who's the number seventeen prospect. You got Matt Manning, number fifty-two. I brought up uh, Franklin Perez, a seventy-eight. You got Bo Barrows. And then the hitters, like those are the guys. Those are the guys that are not even in the major leagues. I mean, no, like, yeah, none of these Daniel guys... Norris is a good arm. Michael Fulmer is a good arm. Yeah, um, I, I'm hoping to trade Michael Fulmer. I, I, I thought Matt, they should have Boyd is a good arm. Done it already. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think here's my prediction. I mean, he screwed us. I mean, uh, he he stopped playing as well, and so you you miss you miss the boat so to speak. Is, yeah, as, as but man, you should have dealt him. Yeah. I think here's what I think is an ideal situation for the Tigers is Michael Fulmer gets out to a really hot start. He's got an under three ERA. He's not going to have the wins, but he's got a lot of strikeouts to his innings pitch. Yeah. Yep. Wins and they, don't matter. The wins don't matter. But uh, dump him. Dump him as soon as, yeah. as, soon as his trade value spikes totally again. Totally agree. And if Miguel Cabrera comes out and is hitting like three twenty, totally agree. And, and they want and they they have to eat the money. Trade him. Dust yeah. him. Do you know how much money we owe him though? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they own them. They How own, much? They own like a half a Harper. It's thirty. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's thirty million a year till twenty twenty four. That um, is never mind. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, so that's a. I mean, he would have to. Who 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 gave him a contract like that? Dave Dabrowski. Oh, your boy Dave. Oh, so Al has had to clean. Al came in and had to clean up. So I don't want to hate on Al yet because I want to at least give him a shot. There's there's a lot of blame to go around. Yeah, a lot of front office How blame. That would have. World Series. I don't know. I, I, you, guys, you guys should have won the year the Giants won. Uh, the, year, the year the Giants beat you, that was, that was your year. Was what was that, 13, 14? That was 12, right? 12. Yep. They, they should have they – that team was the, the – you know, they, they just had a long break. They had like a week and a half off yeah. before the World Series, and they, and they faced a hot, hungry Giants team and, oh, and lost. Gosh. Speaking of, did you guys see this business about the Giants CEO and his wife and this – this, yes. this encounter in a public park. Did you yeah. watch it? I did. I wonder if Bryce Harper feels responsible. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of it? <clears throat> you can, if someone's bothering, if, if, if you don't agree with someone, you can't just like take, welcome to the world, okay? Yeah. If, if you have a disagreement with someone, you can't, there is an absolutely zero situation in which you put your hands on another person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I don't know what the the punishment should be, like what baseball should pass down. I think the Giants would do do best to distance themselves from him. I mean, the Giants were looking for a new GM. Like he's the new GM, right? Wait, yeah. he's the CEO yeah, technically. He's the CEO. Oh, he's the CEO. Yeah. Okay, so, probably um, nothing's gonna happen because probably nothing. But, <laughs> I mean, what, I, mean I, he goes I don't to, think there's anything. It's just a bad fucking look. Yeah. It's just a bad look, and yeah. I mean, maybe it's not like. He, if the wife, if there's nothing that the wife is going to like press charges or seek some sort of legal action against, then I don't know if baseball should do anything. But man, it is a bad look for him, the Giants, and professionals. It doesn't look good. Are you curious to know what it even involves? No, no uh, uh, the circumstances matter. don't really matter at all no. to me. Yeah, I, I feel like there there are zero times where you you because then you're lost in the weeds. Yeah, yeah. You, there's there's zero time where you ever need to hit someone. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, he didn't. There was hit no her. hitting. No, or, or, it, it was or physically. Physically putting your hands on someone or, or pushing or shoving I or whatever. Agree. There's no there's no excuse for that. Yep. Ever. Period. And so, I don't know. It's not it's I don't, it's not really a baseball issue. I mean, I mean, I I feel bad saying that. The guy's was, certainly a douchebag. The guy's a douchebag. I like the Giants as an organization, though. Uh, I think the Giants. 
I would like to see Harper on the Giants more, to be honest. <laughs> I, I thought that would be an interesting thing. I mean, sh- that big short porch in, in uh, the air is a little right thinner over there in the Bay. Uh, San Fran's like one of the hardest home run parks for lefties. Yeah, yeah, but so. but still, because it's opposite field, right into the water. Well, it would be it would be it would be his the it'd be pulling for him because he's a lefty. Right. So it would be right into the water, but it's still like re- that's like one of the hard. It's like decreases the power of like any stadium for like left-handed power. Really? Because of the which, wind? Yeah, oh. because of the wind coming off the bay and stuff. Like which makes what Barry Bonds did even more ridiculous because he made it look easy to just hit it over into the cove. Yeah, right. But well, not. yeah. There's the, there's the juice. Well, for sure, but <laughs> the, uh, uh, you still got to be talented. Yes. So, so no doubt, no doubt. So to piggyback off that, the juice doesn't make you see the ball better. Yeah. To to piggyback off that, do you guys feel do you guys feel that Barry Bonds is an asshole and like his legacy is, is yes i don't you don't i do you, you you are at the highest echelon of professional sports he was doing anybody can cheat i mean at this point you you are your own but what if you think everybody else i mean it's easy to say that i would hope that if i was put in that situation that i wouldn't i, I don't know i mean I you've been do. put in situations where you've had the opportunity to cheat in your life it happens all the time do you do, do you take it what but if somebody said, here, you can put this in your body and you can make much more money, d- triple what you're making at your job, would you do it? I mean, I think everyone would say, yes, if there's a pill I can take that would make me be better, yes. I think that... Shh, then it's shame on the person for not asking more questions. I, I, I think... See, my thing is, if you'd say... Up to 1998 is Barry Bonds uh, pre-steroids, right? Yeah. Up until uh, the McGuire Sosa stuff. And... He had 400 home runs and 400 stolen bases, something that had never been done in baseball before. Yep. And he goes on and hits lots of home runs. He shatters the walk record. Uh, I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, is his bat, was his bat really that quicker through the zone because he's that much stronger? Maybe. Were those, some of those flyouts? Yes. He hit 762 home runs. So Crazy uh, figure. Which I, and, and, and my thing is, he has 500 and. 12, 540, something in that range, stolen bases and 700 home runs. He's the, he, there will never be another 500 home run, 500 I, stolen bases person. I don't blame him. I blame Major League Baseball. They knew what was going on and they allowed it because it was bringing in money. People want to see home runs, yeah, want records broken. So, again, if I'm in a situation where I could be one of the greatest of all time and people are looking up to me, like, Again, I would love to say that I would do it the fair, clean way, but if I also thought everybody else was doing it, I don't know. Competi- people are competitive, and they'll do there's anything. Plen- almost- don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of blame to go around. It's yeah. not all on him. Mm-hmm. Every single person in the Giants organization d- deserves blame. Everybody at Major League Baseball who who tolerated this behavior deserves blame. And really, the game... The fans but, knew it. I mean, you had to. It was like, these guys got And you were just trying huge. to put a Band-Aid on the exact things I, we were talking about before. Like, you, the, you were trying to improve the game and, yeah. like, make it more interesting. And rather than, like, looking at rules, you 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 yeah. allowed this 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 insidious behavior to take hold. And, and, and right, like, people are going to be like, oh, you know, like, Barry Bond was huge. I mean, muscly huge. But, like, to me, McGuire and Sosa just... I heard, this is a quote from somebody else, but McGuire and Sosa look like they were been inflated with bicycle pumps. I mean, especially McGuire. Barry Bonds was big to begin with, right? He's a big, he's a he's a big guy. He's a big, strong guy. McGuire is probably kind of like a skinnyish guy, like a, a slim frame. But I mean, they just look so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they look like like what superheroes look like in like bad <laughs> bad superhero movies. Yes. yes. So I think it's fair that Maguire's not in the Hall of Fame. I think it's fair that Sosa's not in the Hall of Fame because they were very much one-dimensional. I mean, look at Magu- Mark Maguire's career. It's a- 
it's actually not that impressive. I mean, he's got no. he's hit like 260, has 500 plus home run, like 580 something home runs, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. I think that's fair, but Barry Bonds has so many of the other achievements uh, in the sport. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. I think if you can't if you don't put one, you can't put any of them in. So you, and that that is not to say. I'm gonna. People are gonna forget about Barry Bonds. You know, like oh, Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame 2035. People aren't gonna forget. No, people aren't gonna forget Sammy Sosa. People aren't gonna forget Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire especially because there's that wonderful image of him sitting in Congress trying to explain. Oh, looking like a fool. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so those people aren't gonna forget. And maybe in fact, you're more likely to remember them. I, I don't know a ton of people in the Hall of Fame. I don't know who is, like, the class of 1985, the class of 1990 in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But now, 10 years, 15 years, maybe even 20 years after these people started playing baseball, we, we know. We don't, we're not going to forget. You're never going to forget Sammy Sosa. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we all grew up watching it happen. Yeah. So it, it's definitely deeply embedded in our mind. And Sammy Sosa, I always liked Sammy Sosa. I still like Sammy Sosa. I thought, like... He, he was class. Great alliteration on the name. Yeah, he's got great alliteration. He, he, you know, he hit a lot of home runs. He also was on the Cubs, which is a super likable franchise, versus the Cardinals, which are basically a, a zero charge <laughs> organization. I mean, they run their organization great because they are always competitive. But um, I'm sick of the Cubs now, though. I mean, I, I'm not a big Joe Madden person personally. I think I was. I, I think he's a great manager. I just kind of find him annoying. I found him annoying when he was managing the Rays. He's just I don't know I don't like I don't like Chris Bryant I don't and I'm not that big on Anthony Rizzo you'd like you should like Anthony Rizzo because he wants a shorter season I mean that's why I say seven innings because I say the owners don't want less games so you're still having the same amount of games mm-hmm. so that's why I think seven innings makes sense um, but I also feel like you could do like double headers on Sundays or something like that as a before- tradition like deep tradition in baseball. yeah like bring that back and then ha- before like off days on a Monday or something like mm-hmm. that so then you're using all that's why you got to keep like 25 guys on your yeah. roster because you you know if you could play a double header or something 14 yep. innings isn't that crazy can't do eight 18 is a little bit much though so right. I am all for seven innings I'll be speaking on this forever <laughs> I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get enough word out there. People you, you got the Papelbon thing done, Started man. A change, change.org petition. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, <laughs> bring down the innings. Bring down the innings. You, you, you put that juju on Jonathan Papelbon. I did. Maybe. Something yeah, happened. Yeah, you he got, won that game. Yeah. Got in his head. He yeah. was he did not blow to save to that point. We were it was like later in the like season, like you know middle of the summer months and stuff like that. It wasn't so. Yeah. What do you guys think about speaking of the Hall of Fame and saves? What do you think about Mariano Rivera? In the Hall of Fame, you get the hundred percent unanimous. The first unanimous. I mean, he's he's everyone in baseball likes him. So I, I have this thing about the Hall of Fame in general that it's like if you're well liked, you're in the Hall of Fame. So if Barry Bonds was beloved, it's even not though, a Hall of likability. It is a Hall of likability. <laughs> it, it is to a degree a Hall of likability because Albert it shouldn't be. Actually. It should it shouldn't be, but it is. I think if Barry Bonds and I'm not talking trying to talk about Barry Bonds, but sure. if Barry Bonds was super likable throughout his career and like. Yep. I mean, I don't think he was unlikable, but he handled the whole Balco thing really badly. Uh, if he was super likable and was like, hey, like, I, I'm just a guy and I love all you and, like, you know, whatever, he probably might have gone in by now. But he was kind of a dickhead, so, like, people want to punish him for that. Um, Mariano De- Rivera deserves it. He's the greatest at his position of all time. His position is uh, – the, uh, the, the dissonance is, is how his position plays such an – oversized impact on the game. A guy who comes in and plays an inning, two innings, you know, at most, 
can can be the the tipping weight, you know, versus um in basketball or in less so in football, really basketball and hockey, the five players on on the field at any given time share an equally their impact on the game is pretty much equal. Mm-hmm. Mary Ron Rivera plays very little. Relievers in general play very little, but yeah. matter way more to the game than any other position. It's so hard because which helps like, his his Hall of Fame mm-hmm. bid. But he's a relief pitcher, so like that's that's the dissonance. Yeah, he comes in at the most important time when you know when it's on the line. When you know again, uh, you want somebody who wants the ball in that moment when the game's on the line. Yes. Not everybody has that, and no. that guy was just dominant forever. Yep. Of course, he was a Yankee. And, and the freak of nature thing, right? Is everyone knew what pitch was coming, and they still couldn't hit. Yeah, that. Cutter. I, ice right. in his veins. Right. I mean, he he, just... he stood on the mound. The world is watching, you know, and he's just fluid, cool, calm. I mean, that is a very, very special set of skills. Like, yeah. How, how come it couldn't be like a guy like Ken Griffey or something? <laughs> like like a, a relief pitcher. Whoever that one petty-ass fucker that didn't – because he was unanimous for, but for one person. So but so whoever didn't vote Ken Griffey. And I think, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. is a perfect counterexample to my Barry Bonds. Everyone loves Ken Griffey Jr. His career was cut short from playing on AstroTurf in, uh, the, in Seattle. It's, 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 or well, in Seattle, he played on in the Kingdom. They had AstroTurf, okay. so he he probably fucked up his knees and his hips. It just didn't happen quite all till it got to right. It, 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 his career was ultimately shorter, but his best years were in Seattle. Yes. He had some good years in Cincinnati. People love him. People think he's an ambassador for the sport. Ken Griffey Senior is a good guy, yeah. and you know what? No one talks about whether or not he did steroids. I, I you know, I don't know. Yeah. Some of those years in Cincinnati, he was not. If there's smoke, there's probably fire. Yeah, some of those years in Cincinnati, it's Jeff Bagwell's in the Hall of Fame. I don't even want to spend time speculating. It's what sucks about the whole thing is like we well, were like, did he? I don't know. He the well has been tainted, and yeah. you can't untaint the well. Yeah. So uh, you talking about like Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, baseball to me is exciting right now because it's becoming a young man's game and it's getting really athletic and fast and, divor- and diverse. And yeah, for sure. Uh, and so, but this year's crop of top prospects are, like, top-notch, and they're all, like, coming up now. So a lot of times, you know, these guys might be two, three years away, but right now, starting with the number one guy, I don't, do you know who the number one prospect is? No. Vladdy Jr.? Vlad Guerrero Jr. of Toronto, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, He should be on the, uh, the Montreal X-rays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the X-rays. The X-rays. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, he uh, is doing unbelievable things so far, like, in the minor leagues where he's, like, Batting basically average is like four hundred. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With did like, he, did he get to invite to camp? Is he? Yeah, with the Blue Jays? he got invited to camp last year. And this is what what this is what really bugs me about baseball, is that they're all about their money and business and stuff like that. What's best for them? And uh, I, 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 I this is the point. This is the Chris Bryant point, right? Yes. That if he doesn't come up, I, I, he's I, not I, going I, to. He should have came up last year, a long time ago. When you're batting four hundred, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be. Well, he's is he on your 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 is he on your? Uh, he's fan? not on my team. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You're he's not on my fantasy team, guys. I have a really serious big fantasy league team, keeper league. I don't have him, but I have Eloy Jimenez. Do you know who that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the White Sox outfielder. He's like arguably number two or three uh, prospect. Probably was number three last time I checked. Yeah, uh, it's between him and Fernando Tatis Jr. Right. Uh, yep. Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably going to be the better all-around player with the defense. He plays shortstop for uh, San Diego. Not anymore. I think he's going to be the shortstop. Still. Oh, is Machado going to play third? Did I, I think Machado's going to play third. Uh, they have a guy named another young prospect named Urias who will probably play a short. It looks like till they call Tatis. What's going to happen is when Chris Bryant, when they were, uh, what as you were speaking yep. of, 
there are so many days if you keep a player down in the minor league. It's like 14 days. Yeah, it's like, what's that? It's like 14. 14. It might be like 14 to 21 days. It's always different a little bit, so you got to kind of, it's, there's no exact. Right. So, but if you hold the guy to that day, you'll get one extra year of service out of that player, which really hurts that player. I like, you're, you're, lose, you're losing money and stuff like I, that. I kind of get it. I mean, I, I think it's shitty to the player, like, yeah. it, but I get it from a – if the three of us are running a baseball, a major league baseball team, and our best player is – I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing every time. The rules are broken. The rules are broken, but I'm doing the same the thing. The rules are against the players because yeah. if I want to be a Hall of Famer or the best ever, I should have been called up last year. And if I'm trying to break records, like that 60, 80 games is a big deal or whatever when I'm that right. young. Right. But you want to save money. So it's like hurting me. Like, that's that's not really fair. Yeah. But the rules are made to where it benefits the team right. uh, for cost. And I get that. So the same things happened with Fernando Tatis Jr. should have probably been called up. Eloy Jimenez should have been called up. This guy was hitting uh, 350 with big power and stuff like that. He's, but they're going to wait those 14 to 21 days. What do you guys think about tying into this? Uh, Kyler Murray. I'm sure you've heard of Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. the Heisen Trophy winner, drafted by Oakland. Oakland. First round. Oakland getting an exception from Major League Baseball to provide him with a higher, like a higher level contract than any other rookie would do. They were prepared to offer him $9 million I did not know that. on his signing contract to, to get him to stay and play yeah. uh, baseball. But this exact same thing you're speaking to. Why would Kyler ever do that when he's going to sit around in the minors? I, I my, well, this is something we talked about on our on our podcast. I'm going to plug my podcast now. Yeah, yeah go it's, ahead. It's called Small Brains Big Picks. It's an obscure broadcasting company. We do a lot of the same stuff. We talk about sports and culture. Nice. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's on iTunes. And like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And then unsubscribe and resubscribe. Yep. <laughs> Keep us present. What yeah. does that um, do? It, it counts as a new subscription. Shut up. Swear to God. That's so dirty. It is dirty, but welcome to the world. This is the this is what we're talking about. <laughs> it's always like rules. Super yeah. rules. But, but, but on my, my point here is we were talking about this is multi, basically multi-sport athletes. We, on our first episode of the podcast, ban football from ever being talked about on-field activity because it's, it's, it's ACT ball and it's... We don't need to get into why why football is terrible because we all know. Yep. Um, but I was really surprised because I thought Kyler Murray was going to go with MLB because you really thought he was. I, I really thought he was because if unless you're a superstar top tier at football, you're not going to make baseball money. Sure. But as like you were saying though, it's you're right away. You're in the game right yeah, away. Yeah. You, you don't could have never to even make it to the majors. Yeah. Right. Could be, or two, three years of minors. Yeah. So you you're, you have a couple good years at Oklahoma. You you get into this Oakland system and they put you in they put you in the AAA ball right away, right? Because right. you make big money. You're a star. The team wants you on the field mm-hmm. for the TV dollars. Yeah. And then you have four or five bad months, and then you're another. And then they drop you down to Double A. And then suddenly it's been a few years and you're just hanging around the minors. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why he made his decision. Um, sucks to be an Oakland fan because you lost the number nine pick. Sucks to be Major League Baseball, kind of, because now your your fissures are laid bare. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, the the cultural differences that baseball is going to have to deal with, alluding to the rule changes. Yeah. I mean, there's no misgivings about it now. You've just seen the black and white of it. What did he play in baseball? Do we know? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was an outfielder. Okay. Yeah, he probably just one of those super athletic. Could have put him at anywhere, probably. Yeah. I guess. I yeah. mean, he's obviously got an arm. Yep. He's speed. Fast. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. Where do you need me? Right. He probably played shortstop on the teams that he played for. Yeah. If he is the best player on the field. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And pitch when he could. Or yeah, something. yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but another. Uh, oh man, I had another thing. I was disappointed in, like 
baseball, but I forgot what it was. Now. There's also things we just the list about. just keeps going. Yeah, just you know. <laughs> things need to be changed though. Like yeah, kinda. I mean, there's so many with sports. I'm so frustrated. Like with like colleges not paying players and stuff like that. But yeah, that we, is truly surreal. They make so much money. You know who that. is the best? What what sport has really figured out the the minor league the farm system? Soccer, things? hockey. Oh. <laughs> hockey has. Um, I get off the top of my head. I can think of three junior leagues that you pay the players. It's not a ton, but, yeah, you're, but you're you're playing, and there's a realistic chance you're going to get drafted. We used to have a team here, the the Plymouth Whalers, the OHL. Oh yeah, I remember that. There's the AHL. So uh-huh. if you're on an NHL team, you can get called up. You oh. can play in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, which is where Sidney Crosby used to play. People like that. Um, Connor McDavid, he came up through okay. through the farm system. And basically, in hockey, once you hit 15, that's technically once you hit 16, but if you're good, they give you something called exceptional player status. And so at 15, you can start playing juniors. By 16, you're playing in semi-pro and you're being paid. And it's... That's how it should be. Yeah, I agree. Pay and, the players. And football, basketball to a large degree too... I think they're intentionally not having there be a farm system because oh, then for, well, I think so definitely. The, the, there's the D League, right? The D League is the is the technically minor, the G League, the G League, whatever. sponsored by Gatorade, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I which think, is a microcosm of the entire thing. Yeah, I think in general, like baseball was the first to kind of figure out the minor leagues, and they figured it out to near perfection for the time. I mean, Branch Rickey was the inventor of the minor leagues in baseball and the farm system, and. And I think it works really well, and like I think for a lot of players. And um, in general, though, like if you're, if we're going back to the point that you were kind of making, Tom, like if you're a person on a person-to-person level, it doesn't. If you're gonna make mega bucks faster, you probably want to make mega bucks faster because who knows how long your body's gonna. One hundred percent. We're talking about Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. had some great years. He got paid for those great years after he had had those great years. So it's, it's kind of, that's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting point to make. I mean, I, in general, try to find less fault with baseball and the practices of baseball. It's like the rules, the rules are fluid. I think the thing with baseball, and I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on this is the past two off seasons, we've had kind of this, I'm not going to call it collusion, but I think it is collusion is like you know, Bryce Harper and Manchin Machado didn't get signed until spring training has started. Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell are both still free agents. And last year, I think I can only think of J.D. Martinez, but he didn't get signed until... February 26th. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what do you guys think? Do you think that next time they had to negotiate the collective bargaining agreement, there's going to be some bad blood about these last two off-seasons? I think, and I... I, I... Uh, I heard some rumor about Bryce Harper's manager and him having some other clients he managed last year and this kind of being... Scott Boris? Yeah, and this being his modus operandi kind of is like, um, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm I'm looking for this. I think what this really speaks to is the meaninglessness of spring training and the whole theater of this entire part of the season in general. You're basically admitting this isn't like you're missing um, workouts in football, you know, and it's like August or whatever. And like, you're doing on the field mm-hmm. stuff. This is, I mean, this is theater. It, yeah. it feels like theater. And the fact they do all this, these deals and things like that, it makes it feel even more like theater. What you should do, in my opinion, get rid of spring training. Well, I, I think spring training is, 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 is here's what you take here, two at bats and then you're golfing. Here's, here's my, my counter argument. Yeah. Uh, uh, my devil's advocate. Cause I don't, 100% disagree with you, but here's my devil's advocate argument for spring training. And I'm not just trying to pick on you, but sure. we seem to disagree on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, is what makes spring training good is like, okay, let's take Jacques Jones. Okay. I don't know. I'm guessing that at some point, Jacques Jones was near the end of his baseball prime. 
but he probably got spring training invites. So let's say we're going to use Jacques Jones as an example. Jacques Jones gets an invite to the Tigers camp this year, and he sh- hits the cover off the baseball in those few at-bats. You know what? And, and maybe he gets another lease on baseball. I don't think the best players in baseball, position players specifically, don't, they don't need spring training, really. I, I think they could go for two weeks and then be ready to go. And, but these guys that are like fringe guys that are like trying to fight for a spot on a roster, maybe hoping they have minor league incentive contracts and like they can make the majors all the better and they and the team needs them. Like if the um, Tigers have some guy that can play first base, that's a, one of these fringe guys, Miguel Cabrera goes down, it's great that he, they're like, oh, he killed it at spring training, let's bring him up. I think that uh, that's why I like spring training is it gives some people a second lease. It lets you see Vlad Jr. versus quasi-major league pitching. I, it lets you kind of get a sense of your team. The games don't matter. I don't watch them, I, and I don't really track their stats. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, uh, spring training doesn't matter. None of these games matter. I agree that it should be shortened. Um, but baseball players are playing all year round now. So, like, these yep. top guys like Vlad, if you want to see them, actually, what's more exciting is they've been showcasing the Arizona Fall League. Right. Which is all the top prospects playing against each other, which is a lot of fun. Yep. Um, so I don't think there's a need for – spring. I agree. Spring training should just be cut in half. I don't know why it's so long. Any coaches you talk to, they don't feel like they really need that much time. I, I mean, for me, I, I, I don't – Spring training matters so little to me personally that it's like I, they could they could start spring training January first and be like whatever. Like I I know the game started the last week of March and then that's when baseball season starts. So it's like yeah okay I can you know oh this guy for the Red Sox got four hits and he's got like a nine hundred batting average that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's like okay what does that mean going forward nothing. Um, but like I don't care like I baseball season still hasn't started for me. I mean. I think pitchers in particular, with the way that pitchers are now, they need a lot of special attention. So I understand why pitchers need spring training. And you're right, they do play all year round. But it's like, okay, this guy had this elbow issue last year, but it's great to see him in spring training being able to throw 90 miles an hour again in like last year's at all season. I like your point a lot, actually. I, I think that's a better idea. Make spring training um, the... I don't want to call it like the farm system showcase, but make it more about that. And then like... Um, your star, your your top fifteen or players or whatever on your thing, you know, don't report until whenever, and then or have it be optional. Yeah, and and then and then they're doing this business stuff, and then it's it doesn't seem like the the business is the theater. Now now this is what you do when you've played three or four years in the league, or you've played five years in the league or whatever, and you have X, Y, and Z to show on your record, and it's time that you get paid a little more money. Mm-hmm. You're not at spring training doing that. You're worrying about this side of your contract. But if you're Casey Mize, whatever, you know, pick your prospect. And you're you're not talking about how much money you should be played. You're talking about, should I be playing? Have spring training be that. I, I think that's a great idea. And if you're Casey Mize, too, you want to get those at-bats yes. against, against, you know, Pros. Aaron Judge Pros. And, and whoever else. Be like, okay, because I, I, I truly believe, and, and people have played baseball that I've talked to, if I'm pitching – I always was a pitcher, and I always like pitching. But if I'm a pitcher, it makes more sense for me to be like, okay, if I can see, okay, Aaron Judge has no real holes in his swing, but he seems to chase my slider when I throw it, throw it kind of on the outside corner. I want to know that, so yep. I, I understand like why it's beneficial. Building to tendencies, building tendencies, and Aaron Judge is like, okay, this guy's throwing me a slider, and that's like the that's why we love baseball, right? Is we want to see this guy throw a rock at this guy with a stick. And see what happens. Hardest thing in sports, round ball, round bat. Yep. That you have to hit square. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. 
I just don't like spring training. I just, it, it just the anticipation, I guess, for the regular season <laughs> kills me. It's like, yeah. come on, this doesn't matter. I mean, I feel that way it about literally matter. every sport. <laughs> Super interesting, uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever been hip to this, is uh, Japanese baseball has had me- Japanese baseball has had bigger strike, uh, bigger work stoppages and controversies than Major League Baseball. They had this thing called the Blackwater or something scandal where it was like the 1919 White Sox, but it went on for like a decade um, where players were throwing games because they weren't getting paid enough. But wow, um, they do a thing uh, in they do a two seasons. They do two seasons in one calendar year, and so they have like an early season and a late season. So. They don't play for like a couple months, but then they go back to it. So some Japanese baseball leagues are, are organized in this way where it's like, okay, I'm the January to June league, yeah. and then the same team, plus or minus some players, plays like August to December. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. have two leagues that go on yep. all year. And I think that's kind of interesting because you go and look at Japanese baseball stats and the teams that have won. It's like, okay, they were the champion of the early 1975 league. I saw something like that similar. It seemed like when uh, with cricket, they had, like shortened a cricket game or something. Cricket and, can last forever. Yeah, well, those, well, they so they yeah, those can last forever. But so right, they the made it to league. like some other. They altered the rules. I don't know cricket that well, but they altered the rules. <laughs> Nobody does. To, like make the game shorter, <laughs> and instead of having like those long seasons, they just made a bunch of like shorter seasons, and you have yeah. more champions, and you're still playing all the games and stuff. But like. Maybe that's, that'd be something cool for baseball is like having two different seasons. Or something. My younger brother, my youngest brother came to visit and he did a whole thing on our podcast describing cricket. And I can't say that I understand it any better, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the episode is up. But uh, I think another interesting kind of flexing thing with baseball is make baseball a smaller league. And hear, hear me out here. How many teams are in it now? 30. So make baseball 25 team league or 14 team league because that has to be an even number and have... Of those 14 teams, you can have another echelon that includes some smaller cities like Portland, Oregon, and and places in the south. And, like, they compete against each other, and if you get above a certain record, you get bumped up and you play games against the major league like teams. Like the Premier League. Yeah, like, soccer. Right, like soccer, right? So, like, yep. there's a flux. There's, like, a, yeah. a gray area. So, like, we all know the Tigers are going to blow this year, but it's – or we all assume they're going to blow this year. But if they're playing at the the lesser league, right, you get to see they can they can be more of an open experiment with their players, and yes. they can be like, okay, now we have incentive to trade. McGuire and Cabrera then the pleasant surprise, you're doing well. Suddenly, you're back up there. Yeah. You and know? you're playing against you know whatever the Red Sox yeah. Indians are. Yeah, there are so many players still available right now. Like I kind of like what the Twins have done. Uh, they just scooped Argentina. them all up. Yeah, <laughs> they're just getting all these guys who are pretty good. You know, because they have a decent team. They're probably gonna be the biggest threat to the Indians. And the, for the division? I think the, the American League Central is a wide-open division. I, I, I'm not convinced every year that the Indians are going to put it all together. I mean, they do every year. Terry Francona is a great manager. Um, and Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez are two of the most exciting With Lindor being hurt starting off, and mm-hmm. I'm never too keen on, like, calf injuries and stuff like that. I'll be curious to see how quick he comes back and if he's the same player because uh, right now this pitching heavy. they got really good top-heavy pitching, including Cleveland, Bauer, Carrasco, mm-hmm. Clevenger. Uh, all four of those guys are. I got to give a shout out my main man, Eric Haas, pitches for Cleveland. We went uh, to high school together. Okay. Yes. Nice. nice. Um, but right now, I got to see they're they're probably like the heavy favorite. I mean, I, mean, I would think they're almost like what you could even get your money back. Like no, not even two to one or something for them the division. No, the Twins are probably next. I think then the White Sox. I think the White Sox are the dark horse because they have a lot of young talent. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the White Sox have an interesting team. They like, won in Machado. 
they, they were disappointed they didn't get Machado. They, they, they were selling jerseys. The club. They were selling jerseys. No well, way. Do, yeah. do, do you know I what they like did? I feel like you jinxed yourself doing that. Well, they went out and they got two players. Uh, John Jay and... Uh, John Jay's like best friends with Machado. He's best friends with him. And then the uh, first baseman they just got, Alonzo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking from about. From Cleveland. And that's his brother-in-law. And those guys all work out together. So they went and got like... Now that's as collusive as I think I could ever see. Let me just sign some family members. Oh, no, Manny. they tried. They yeah. thought they were disappointed. because they not, <laughs> Then they also had a, one of the biggest offers. So they just couldn't believe they didn't get them. Yeah. Uh, and I, they, turns out Chicago in January isn't exactly a destination spot. Right. Well, you can't argue against San Diego weather ever. So. That's it. But I would have loved to have seen the White Sox kind of. The White Sox versus Cubs. Even though we're the Tigers and we're in the same division. But, I, you know, I like the root for underdogs kind of same. sometimes. And I used I like, to live in Chicago and I was a Red Sox or a, a White Sox. Yeah. Fan. Yeah. I, I think the White Sox have an interesting team. I mean, Jose Abreu is like one of the best players in baseball. Yeah. And Juan Moncada, I mean, I was sad to see him go in the, uh, in the Chris Sale trade, but... I don't know. I'm always glad to see that he has a ton of strikeouts. But I, I, in general, they have an exciting team of like, yeah. exciting young players. Yeah. And Machado would have been kind of like what I thought they need to kind of yeah. like help put it all together. Be- Machado going to the Padres though is like do you, I kind of feel like whenever someone goes to the Padres, they like just they've dropped off the face. Of the <laughs> We're talking about the Premier League, like they've yes. dropped off. <laughs> the Padres have the number one farm system. Too. That's true. Yeah, they have so, for like a decade. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. But uh, they're, all, they're all Red Sox guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With it, yeah. Uh, so uh, he went to a team that could have, you know, because if you're going to sign a ten-year deal, you want to be with somebody who has a, hopefully a good future coming up soon. Yep. Um, and I think that was the White Sox and San Diego. They might not be it this year, but very soon they could contend. And like I'm saying, watch out for Eloy Jimenez. The, uh, Michael Kopech called him the Babe Ruth of their generation. Yeah. Michael Kopech's like one of their top prospect pitchers who throws like 100 miles Another pro- former Red Sox. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, there you go. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, in general, if we're talking about the AL Central kind of, be- I think it's kind of wide open. I think the the White Sox, if they just put together a good record against the Indians and kind of play like, let's say they put a winning record against the Indians, a winning record against the Twins, not e- easier said than done, and then they play like 500 baseball against everyone else, they could win the division just by sheer virtue of how the math works. Possibly. Um I- but I think another in super interesting division is, I we gotta wrap up here in a second. Yeah. But but what's your guys' opinion on the Dodgers? I like them. I think. I they're mean, the- they're good, but they were good last year. They were good the year before. It's they got a really good team. I think it's they- clearly something intangible that they haven't possessed. Maybe it's part of the relationships they have with each other. It's 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 an intangible thing, and I mean. They need to get the monkey off their back soon, or it's going to be... They've come close. Too close. I mean, they, they did not look... I mean, they won a game in the World Series last year. Yeah. It was the 14-inning game that they won. Yeah. Um, my opinion is and uh, that the Dodgers have... I mean, they traded away Puig and Kemp, so I'm wondering if they, there was a clubhouse culture thing that they were trying to like cleanse themselves as. I think there was just an, uh, a gluttonous of outfielders they had and too much money into those guys. Yeah. Because they also treated Alex Wood with those guys. So I think it was just a free-up cap space... Because of the luxury tax now, you don't want to be over that like multiple years. Like yeah, yeah, it, it compounds. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that my opinion was when they played the Red Sox, they were not the Red so- the best team the Red Sox faces were the Yankees and the Astros were the best teams the Red Sox faced in the playoffs last year, and those guys are all feast or famine. And I think Kershaw, and I hate to say, it, I think he's on the the other side of his, oh, sure. his greatness, I, which is sad to say because he was amazing to watch. But yeah. I, I just I just feel like the pod that that division. The D-backs are tanking this year. Mm-hmm. The Rockies could win the division. I mean, oh, they're the, the next air's thinner up there in Denver. Yeah, 
they're definitely the, probably the biggest threat, I would say, this year. Who, who's sure. the center fielder with the long hair? Charlie Blackman. Tra- yeah. Charlie Blackman. But they got, they got some good young players coming up. Uh, they signed Daniel Murphy. Uh, but Garrett Hampton, I believe, is their second baseman. Brendan Rodgers. Trevor young, Story. Yeah, but yeah. Trevor Story's good. Obviously, Nolan Arenado, who just signed another big extension, Huge one contract. of the best players in major leagues, defensively and offensively. Um, pitching is always going to be weird. Yeah, but their pitching did pretty well last year, and that was including John Gray. Did he did like not very good for himself? So like, but yeah, they put they patched it together. I, they were exciting. I was really hoping if the Red Sox were going to get eliminated by the Astros, I really wanted it to be the Brewers because then you'd have the two teams that have only ever switched leagues yeah. to play each other. Yeah, I like the Brewers. I really like that. I like the Brewers too. Uh, Same. Yeah, I like what their offense is sick. Kristen uh, Yelich is great. It honestly just looks like they have fun when they play baseball. Yeah, isn't that great? That's like fun to watch. When yeah, like well, and it, like... it translates to playing better. Yeah. All right, guys. We got to wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you uh, for coming. Yeah, it was Thank a lot you. of fun. Yeah. Dylan, uh, you got anything to promote or anything? Doing any shows? Um, No. I don't think so. <laughs> Andrew, uh, talk about a little bit real quick. about. Yeah, yeah, your... sure. Yeah, so I am uh, the... Uh, artistic director of the Obscure Broadcasting Company. We do narrative content, short, where we're working on something together. And yep. uh, we also do podcasts. We have a podcast about movies called Famous Last Words. And we also have a podcast about sports and culture called Small Brains, Big Picks. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Check like it and out. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. And unsubscribe and resubscribe. And there keep you go. doing it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This was great. All right, guys. This has been Fumbling Around. See you later.